Thank you again for tuning in to the 9 to 5 to Rich podcast by Joshua Esters. That's me, and I'm back again with another episode for you. And this episode is uh, one of the uh, one of the episodes that I'm putting together for the Moti Channel series. Um, in this episode, I'm going to talk about Poshmark. Poshmark, Poshmark, Poshmark. All right. So just to, you know, if, if someone is just jumping in, it's the first episode that they're, uh, the first podcast of mine that they're listening to, just to give a little background on what we're talking about now. Um, I kind of been, um, um, testing and dabbling a little bit for the past year on different platforms besides Amazon. So I've been selling on Poshmark, I've been selling on Macari and eBay and as as well as Amazon. And I've been doing that for about a year now. And um I discovered a lot, learned a lot, and I'm basically uh sharing those things in this multi-channel series. Um, I think there's going to be four episodes in this series. It may be three, but it may be four. Not a hundred percent sure. I think I would know for sure. Um, on the next podcast by the next podcast, I should know for sure what, how many episodes it's going to be, but let's get down to the nitty gritty, you know, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's talk about it. You know, um, and, and, and if, if you are an Amazon seller, uh, this, this, I think this would be very, uh, very eye opening, and um, and hopefully that's the goal. The goal is to, the goal is for it to be eye opening because it was eye opening to me, and I'm hoping to, uh, you know, open some minds and open some uh, some eyes to the opportunities that you can uh, find um, by doing multi channel selling. Okay. Um, so Poshmark, 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 Poshmark. Now, this is a uh, platform that I didn't really like too much when I first started selling on it. You know, um, I started selling on all the other platforms I sell on back in February 2019. Doesn't mean I was going hard on all three of them. It was just, you know, I created my account, you know, put a few products on, you know, and then and, and didn't put too much effort into it just got things just got the wheels spinning a little bit but as time went on i got more invested but um but when i first signed up for poshmark i didn't really like it it was the least i liked it the least if if um if i had to have my order of likeness uh there would be it would have been macari at the time uh ebay at the time, and then Poshmark. Poshmark was number three. It just seemed very the 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 app. Everything just seemed so busy. Like it just seemed it, to me at the time. Like there's, it just seemed like there's so many different things going on, and I was just like, ah, you know, I don't feel like learning all this stuff, you know. Um, but just like anything else, just like riding a bike, just like writing, uh, just like anything else, the more you do it. It becomes second nature, and a lot of it is second nature to me now, uh, but at the beginning, it wasn't. So on 
Poshmark, you know, I got a chance to create listings and and uh, put a few products up. And um, in if you you're probably tired of hearing me talk about my laptop bags, that's where I try to sell my laptop bag because Poshmark is known for you know clothes and and uh, you know bags and laptop bags and things like that. You know, it's known for that, but you can sell. A lot of other different things on Poshmark, but they're mostly known, I guess, um, probably for for clothing um, and bags and and those types of products. Um, so that's that was my attraction to it. I was like, okay, let me try to sell these bags. I can't sell them on Amazon. They're not selling on Amazon because the listing, uh, the algorithm wasn't liking the listing, and there was nothing I can do about it. I couldn't edit the listing. Uh, because you can't just go in an Amazon and edit a listing. Um, and, and I put I put my product up there and I've made no sales. The only time this is, you know, February 2019. The only time I've made uh, sales on Amazon of my laptop bag was actually Q4 2019, um, which was I, I sold one. And uh, and I guess you could say 11 months of it being on Amazon. Um so, so that was my attraction to go on Poshmark to try to get my bags sold. Okay, um, <clears throat> and nothing happened. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about Poshmark. I didn't know how to optimize my listings. I just put the stuff up there. Okay, so in this podcast, what I want to do first is I want to I want to talk about the three the three things that I like most about Poshmark right now um, because I'm I'm constantly uncovering more things that I like on Poshmark nowadays. Um, and then after that, I'm going to talk about my experiences uh, over that time period between February 2019 up until now, it's a January 2020, about um, giving you guys the, the, you know, what I've been doing on the, on the platform. Okay. Um, but Poshmark, man, it's, it's, it's so amazing. It's so much, so much potential. And as I'm going through, as I'm going through this list of three things that I like about Poshmark, if you're, if you're an Amazon seller, I kind of want you to, in the back of your mind, you know, think about, you know, your experiences on Amazon and how they differ from uh, the things that I like, the things that I like on Poshmark. Um... And, 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 and that's I'm really trying to show people that, you know, Amazon is a great place to sell on, but there are more opportunities uh, and they're almost like land grabs, you know, um, in other places um, with with higher margin. You can make more money. OK, so let's go through it. OK, so number one. OK, number one thing that I like on Poshmark right now. Uh, well, it's not the number one thing. It's just one of the three is you can own your own listing. OK, you can own your own listing. That's not revolutionary. That's not something that no other platform has done. But let me elaborate on what I mean. OK, so. Um, there's no one else on the listing with you. You create the listing is just you. All right. You can. Take whatever kind of pictures you want. You have a hundred percent, as far as I know, I haven't seen anything showing any otherwise. 
you have a hundred percent creative control over your listing in terms of photos, right? I can throw my product in a tree, decorate it with Christmas lights, light it up, and make that my main image. Okay, uh, on Amazon you you can't do that. You got you got to do that white background thing as your main image uh, on Amazon, and then eBay. It's not like that on eBay, but they're they're skewing towards that way a little bit, okay? Because there's, there's a lot of talk in the eBay community about you know white backgrounds, and a lot of the customers there um, are uh, very very uh, uh, experienced or very familiar um, with purchasing products with a white background, all right? Um, not saying you can't sell products on Poshmark, which are where, where your photos have a white background. I've done it plenty of times. There's other people who have done it plenty of times, but if you want to differentiate yourself, you have that ability to do that very easily. Right? So, um, you can, you know, put any kind of picture up that you want. You can do some Photo, uh, Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. Your, your main image could be anything. You can, you know, make your other images, whatever you want to make. But the, the main point that I'm trying to make is like your main image is, is uh, you have 100% creative control over it. There's no one on the listing with you. Like on Amazon, you know, you're competing head to head with other people and they're, you know, dropping price by one penny and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So you, you control the listing. All right. It's very and it's also very simple, very simple to create a listing because there's only so many fields that Poshmark gives you um, while you're creating your listing. Like it's not like a ton of different fields. Right. So if you've sold on Amazon or eBay, if you ever created a listing on Amazon or eBay, you would notice that there's like there can be. A lot of fields on, on eBay, you know, sometimes it's not. It, it depends on what you're doing. But uh, uh, they, actually, they recently had to update eBay where you have to put all these different things about your product in your listing. Like, you know, different. You have to put the size in. You have to put the material in. You have to put uh, like the, 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 the diameter or whatever. They All these kind of different things. And if you don't do that your products will not show up in, sh in, in the search. You know, that was, that was a recent update. There was many problems with that update, but on Poshmark, you don't have that problem. You know, yes, they have an option for you to put your size, you know, like for example, some of my products, I just put small, you know, um, I, and, 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 and I, I can customize my size and all that kind of stuff. But my point is there's only a, f there are only so many fields for you to uh, uh, put your information in on Poshmark. So it's very easy to do. Um, and therefore it's also very easy to edit your listing, but that is not what I'm most excited about being able to edit your listing because you can do that anywhere. The thing is you can edit your listing <clears throat> without being penalized, without the algorithm penalizing you for your edits. So I'll, I'll take, I'll take a both, uh, I'll take an example from both 
eBay and Amazon. Okay, so eBay. So if you, um, and, and this is not like a guaranteed thing that's going to happen if, if you do this, but if you go in and edit your listings, say for example, you have four or five listings, they're very similar and you just, you just want to edit them. You, you just want to change it from, on eBay, you want to change it from, um, I don't know, uh, from fixed price to, um, to, uh, to auction, Okay. You possibly, uh, you possibly would be penalized in terms of the algorithm can penalize you for making so many changes at one time, right? Because they think it might be fraud, or they may they, they think it might be all these different things. So it kind of it kind of uh, changes your position with the algorithm for many reasons. But you know, it could it could be just like their their system. You know, they they want to because there's so many. Things have happened on eBay in the past. They put up these different safeguards to protect consumers um, because of, you know, all the bad things that have happened on eBay in terms of people going in and and doing fraudulent or black hat type things. So you go in and edit your listing. You possibly can have a problem uh, maybe for the first 24, 48 hours a week. I don't know um, in terms of where how the algorithm treats your change. And on Amazon you can possibly be penalized um, furthermore because like say for example if you change your photo on your uh, Amazon listing let's say it's your main image you know um, it's a white background but it's a very bad tacky photo right so if you change it to another picture and let's say if your second picture that you up uh, change it to isn't that great either you know it's not that great uh, it may be, it may look great to you, but customers may not, or potential customers, customers may not gravitate to it that much. So what happens is, if people are clicking on your, on your, your, um, your listing on Amazon, and then they're like, uh, I don't want to buy it, and they go do something else, look at some other other products, and that happens during the day, x amount of times, what that tells Amazon is your product isn't good. So it may. Uh, the algorithm may show it lower, lower, lower in the ranking, ranking or in the search, uh, you know, for that particular product, right? Because uh, there, there's something you know called conversion on Amazon, and they want to see how many people come to your listing versus how many people come to your listing and purchase it. How many people come to your listing and go somewhere else, or how many people come to your listing and make a purchase? Okay, so if that percentage is uh, is is low, then they're saying this may not be the algorithm reads it as this may not be something customers want, and then you then it can it can alter your ranking, and there's other edits and things you can do on Amazon and eBay that possibly can penalize you for they possibly you could be penalized for, but on Poshmark, <clears throat> you don't have to worry about any of that. Okay, because the, their their algorithm is not based on you know the the edits or the the uh, the edits you make, right? So so when I say it's not based on that, I mean it's not it's not based on it in terms of like you being penalized. Now here's the, here's the thing about Poshmark: you're actually uh, rewarded for edits on Poshmark. Because if you go in a Poshmark and, and do something to the listing, doesn't matter what it is. And this this is actually true for eBay as well. If you kind of just go in and, you know, just go in and click on it. Click the edit button, 
you know, change one, you know, just delete an S and then put the S back in, it shows that you're still on the on the uh, you're still on the platform. Like, say, for example, if you don't have any activity, you haven't done anything, you haven't made any sales or something like that. You can go in, just do a few things. It lets the algorithm know that you're still active. You know, you're an active seller, you know. So and, and then you can, you know, you, you, you're not necessarily rewarded, but you're not necessarily you're not you're not necessarily rewarded, but you're not penalized for no activity. But on Poshmark, you know, you make edits, you know, you, you you'll see like, oh, this this product has been updated within the last, you know, 24 hours or the last four hours, because that's actually something that they put on their website is when you click on a product, you'll see like, oh, it was last updated uh, two hours ago. Now, what that means is it doesn't necessarily mean that you edit it. It could mean somebody shared your listing. It can mean different things. But the whole point is you're not penalized for making edits. That's my point. You're not penalized for making edits. Okay. Mark is, um, is the fact that you can self-promote. So self-promotion is a, is a very good pro on Poshmark. And what I'm getting ready to say, I haven't heard anyone say about Poshmark, or at least I haven't heard anyone who sells on Poshmark and, and talks about it uh, say, say what I'm getting ready to say. Because um, a lot of people see it as a burden. So what I'm talking about is sharing. So on Poshmark, you... You can share your products or you can share other people's products. And here's what I mean. So if you have three or four products, you know, in your uh, in your closet or in your boutique, you can share them to your followers. Right. So you click on your product and then there's a share button. Uh, there's a share button on your product. You click it. And then it'll have uh, at the top, it'll say you can share to my followers or you can share to your uh, social media um, or you can share to your social media. Right. So if I'm sharing my products to my followers, it's called a self share. All right. And what other people can do is other, other people, you know, if they see if they find your product, they like it, they, they can share it. They can share your product to their followers. Okay, or to their social media where there's more follow followers, right? So that's called just a share. Okay. You can self share your own stuff to your own followers, or someone else can uh or you or you can share um someone else's products to your followers. And that's just called a share, you know, where you share someone else's. Um, because there's a lot of sellers on, on Poshmark and you just look at their stuff, click the share button, share to share to your followers. And that's called a uh, share. Right. And they keep track of that. OK. They keep track of it for a reason, because a lot of the algorithm is based on sharing. It's it's a social commerce platform, you know, and they and they, they emphasize sharing. You know, I think they call it poshing or something like that. Um, so they they want to keep a community feel a community feel to the to the culture and um you know um there is a community feel to the culture uh to the Poshmark culture in terms of the sellers right so so here's where people think it's a burden 
And I, th I think a lot of people uh, call it a burden because they don't see it the way I see it. You know, I see it as self-promotion. You know, um, others see it as, oh, it's time consuming because if you have, you know, let's 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 face it. If you have like 20, 30, 40 products or more, you know, it, it, it'll take you a second or two to to share all of your products. You know, you, you, it'll, it'll take you it'll take you a second, you know, and a lot of people don't um, view that a lot of people coming from the Amazon world or the eBay world um, or possibly even the Macari world. It's not something that, you know, that comes natural, right? You just, you kind of just put something up and then, you know, you do a few things and then you wait for it to sell. And then, you know, you make edits or something like that or, 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 or something like, or edits or something to maybe, um, uh, push the product to sell, you know, weeks, months later after you realize it doesn't sell. So you kind of just put it up and you set it and forget it. Or you set it and wait for something to happen. And if something doesn't happen, you go in and try to do something to make the product sell. But when you're sharing, when you're sharing your products uh, to your followers or to your social media, and when, uh, when someone else is sharing your products to their followers or to their social media, that gives the product visibility and Macari likes, uh, excuse me, Poshmark likes that, and it it put, the algorithm pushes it into more people's into more people's feeds on Poshmark, and you're like you're more likely to make sales, you know, um, that way. Okay, and that's one thing. I, one thing I didn't mention earlier is Poshmark is like a social media platform. Okay, so you have. Uh, you have followers and um, you have people you follow if you choose to. Uh, well, actually, if you choose to or not, you're going to have followers. When you first create your account, you're going to end up with some some amount of followers. They, they make you have followers or they make you follow people or something like that. But um, <clears throat> um, it's like a social media platform where, you know, they can people can heart your products. You know, they can like them. Um, and you know, people can share them. So it's kind of like reposting or retweeting or, or, uh, you know, reposting, like I said. So, so it's very much like a social media platform. Um, so, so yeah, so the, the, the self-promotion aspect of it is very important because at least as of now, you know, I don't think it'll change, but, you know, anything's possible. Anything can change because it's the thing that separates Poshmark from the other platforms is because there's um, self-promotion allowed on the platform, which means there's no there's no pay to play concept. Right. So a pay to play concept is what platforms are doing um, to make more money, you know, to get more money pretty much, is you have to pay for ads in order for them to make your product visible. You know, you, 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 Amazon is called pay-per-click. eBay is called promoted listing, you know. And eBay, this, the, the promoted listing thing is, is actually a new thing. It is not, uh, that just came out maybe like a less, less than a year ago where they had the option for you to, 
promote your listing. I mean, all that means is, you know, you have an ad, right? Um, and, and if you have an ad, if you turn on ads on your product, they'll pull it, they'll, they'll, they'll bring, it, bring it up higher in the search. And if you sell that product, uh, they take an additional percentage out, an ad fee, right? So that's, that's uh, you know, that's, that's an ad fee, right? But wh- what's happening is, just like on Amazon, Amazon's been doing this for a long time with pay-per-click, with their ads. It's, it's going to get to a point where you're going to have to pay to play, right? You're going to have to have ads because everyone else has ads, it, that's just that's just how that works, right? So it's it's not gonna go away uh, unless they just take ads away, and that's never gonna happen because the ads is what's making them money. I can go on Poshmark, and all I have to do is share my own uh, products to my followers, right? Um, and that's all I have to do. I don't I don't pay to promote. I promote myself, okay? So uh, and also you know the community promotes me as well uh, because other, other people are sharing my stuff all right so that's extremely important I believe you know but but if you don't look at it that way if you don't look at it like oh okay great I don't have to pay to play or if you don't know anything about Amazon in terms of pay-per-click or if you don't know anything about eBay with promoted listings it's, it's hard to it may be hard to appreciate the fact that there's no pay to play feature on Poshmark right now but I'm telling you it's huge um, because the playing field is, it isn't leveled, but it kind of does level it for the most part, you know, um, where you're not, no one can really outspend you. No one can have more money. None of your competitors can, can use money to, uh, uh, to get the competitive advantage in terms of being more visible, right? They can't use money to make themselves more visible. So it gives you, uh, if you're a person, you know, with me, with limited funds, um, it allows you to be more creative on the platform. And there's, uh, there's some other things that you can do to become more visible, but it takes, it takes, uh, it, it, it takes, you know, it's mental, you know, it's not cash required. It's mental, you know, um, you can get really creative, creative in terms of how you can self-advertise yourself on Poshmark. Okay. Um, let's see. So no pay to play. I'm just going through my list right quick and, uh, promote your website. Oh yeah. So you can, on Poshmark, you can promote your own website. Like they'll have an option for you to put your website. If you have one, you know, a lot of people who sell on Poshmark have a social media connected to their Poshmark where, you know, they're, they're kind of like, showcasing their products on, on, uh, Instagram, um, uh, or, or maybe Facebook too, but, um, you can, you can tell customers that, Hey, this is my website or this is my Instagram. This is my Facebook. This is my YouTube. Uh, you know, I don't think YouTube is connected right now, but I'm sure you can figure out how to put your YouTube in there. If you have a YouTube channel, uh, for your, uh, you know, for your store or whatever you do to sell your products, you can use, you can leverage social media to take people from Poshmark to your social media for more credibility, right? They can see you, right? They can, or not, it doesn't have to be you, but they can see, you know, they can see that, you know, you're a real seller, you know, 
You're not just out here, you know, trying to scam people or something like that, you know, something crazy. But you can leverage these social media uh, platforms to give yourself more credibility to the buyer. Okay, so if you have more credibility to the buyer, you could possibly you can your convert your conversion rates uh, will possibly uh, go go through the roof. All right. So that's I think that's very powerful. Very, very powerful. Um, I have not used social media to connect to my Poshmark yet, but I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. Um, but I do have some other ideas that I'm going to take advantage of that I can use on Poshmark. And I'll, I'll be getting into those things as time goes on, as I execute on them. All right. So, um, and then the, the, the first was, was owning your listing. The second is self-promotion. The third is easy shipping. Easy shipping is, is very easy to do the shipping if it's five pounds or less, um, as of now, right now, we're in January 2020, it's uh, $6.79, five pounds or less, priority mail, um, expedited expedited shipping. So max, uh, max um, delivery will be three days, okay? Um, you know, depending on, you know, where you are and where the customer is. Um, and that, that's, that's a huge deal. Uh, it's a huge deal for for expedited shipping because they're com- they're really competing head to head with Amazon, um, except for the one day shipping thing with Amazon. That's the only thing that is going to be very difficult for for companies to replicate. But honestly, I don't believe they will. Um, other platforms will have to. They don't have to because of um, just because of um, they make up for it. Uh, these platforms make up for it in, in other areas for the buyers, but they very competitive in terms of shipping, very, very, very competitive. So two, three day shipping. So the customers are, are very, um, they're very comfortable with buying on Poshmark because they know they're going to get their stuff quick. Um, and, um, and the great thing for sellers is the, uh, the shipping is paid by the customer It is paid by the customer. So it's the same $6.79 for whatever they buy as long as it ships, you know, under uh, actually I take that back, excuse me. It's not as as long as it ships. There's no but. It's 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 uh always paid by the buyer. Always. The only time it's not paid by the buyer, the $6.79 is if you you send that buyer an individual offer. You know, um, if, you, if you send them like an individual offer, like say, for example, they like your listing and then you're trying to get rid of it. You're trying to get rid of the product. They haven't bought it, but they, they hearted it and you're trying to get rid of that product. Uh, you can send them an individual. You can send the likers an individual offer saying, hey, you know, here's 10 percent off and three dollars off the shipping or free shipping. Um, and that's the only time the buyer will not pay for shipping is if you send an individual offer. But everyone goes on Poshmark knowing that they're going to pay for shipping. I mean, that that is like gold, you know, for a for e-commerce seller that you know, you don't have to worry about thinking about, oh, you know, should I do free shipping or not? Or how is that going to affect my price? Or you don't have to think about any of that. Right. It's already on the table. It's non-negotiable unless you initiate the negotiation. 
or, you know, they can initiate it too. Sometimes, sometimes I get a message saying, Hey, you know, sometimes I get a message saying, Hey, you know, can you, uh, can you give me free shipping? Cause a lot of customers don't know that, uh, a lot of customers don't realize that, um, that, you know, I have to basically approve the free shipping or the, the deduction off the shipping. They just say, Hey, you know, can I get this for free shipping? And the answer is almost no, always no for me. Uh, I'm not going to offer free shipping because the way I price, I price very competitively. And if I start charge, if I start offering free shipping, if I, or if I send them an individual offer for free shipping, it's just, it's just not going to make sense for me anymore. You know, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. So very easy. You can ship any size box, you know, as long as it's under five pounds. Now, if it's over five pounds, like say if you put something in the box and it's like six pounds, Okay, the buyer's still gonna pay six seventy nine, but what's gonna happen is your cost. You're gonna have to pay the difference between what it's gonna cost for a six pound, uh, 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 a six pound um, package. The difference between the six pound package and the five pound, because the five pound is gonna be six seventy nine. No matter if it's two pounds, it's five and under. So no matter if it's one pound, it's six seventy nine for the for the buyer. No matter what, but you pay the difference. Uh, because there will be a difference, you know, you have to do a few things in the, uh, in the, uh, in the app, or if you're using the online website, there's a few buttons you got to press if your package is over five pounds. But I only, I only have one thing that's over, over five pounds and that's my laptop bags that you're tired of hearing me talk about. <laughs> so my laptop bags, I sell them in twos. It's seven pounds. I, the buyer pays six seventy nine. I pay the difference. Um, of what seven pounds would be, and I think it's like five or six dollars. You know, um, yeah, it's like it's 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 like five or six more dollars um, that I have to pay, but the customer pays their normal their normal uh, six seventy nine. All right, so shipping is very easy. You know, it's 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 so it's simpler. It's simpler than than eBay. It's simpler than Macari, and. Um, uh, you know, very easy. So those are the three things that I like. Let me just go over my list real quick. Make sure I didn't, I didn't uh, skip over anything. Cool. So I did not. Okay. So Poshmark has a lot of opportunity, lots of opportunity, and it, it does require, um, uh, not, not initially, but it does require, you know, it, I, I'll say, okay, I'm not going to say it requires. I'm going to say it allows. Okay. It allows more creativity. Okay. It allows you more control over, you know, how you want to sell. You can test things very easy, right? So, um, that kind, this kind of goes back to the, 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 the first thing I mentioned about controlling the listing and having 100%, um, creative control over your listing. Like you can make an edit. And you can you can almost get immediate feedback, right? So, um, so for example, I had a product uh, that I had I had like ten of these things. I had ten of these 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 uh, backpacks uh, that I bought. I bought them to sell on Amazon, and I thought they were going to sell well on Amazon, and they didn't. Okay, I think I bought them in like August, I believe. Um, or maybe June or June. it was like towards the, it was like the middle of the year. And 
I put them up on Poshmark and I put them up on Amazon. All right. So the first thing is uh, I, I had white background like like I, I didn't really start getting serious about uh, Poshmark until maybe about October or September. All right. Or about September. Um, but anyways, back in August, you know, I thought I was going to sell these bags. I thought they were going to like kill on Amazon. So I had like 10 of them. Um, and, and, um, I put them up on Poshmark at the same time. You know, I was doing merchant fulfilled on Amazon and then put them up on a Poshmark on Poshmark. I didn't take pictures. I just put the white, I just copied and pasted the white backgrounds, you know, didn't do anything crazy. Right. Had a description, um, Wrote, wrote a description in, whatever, you know, didn't really put that much effort into it. Um, and then I, I just got busy. Other stuff was selling. They never sold on Amazon um, for, for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. Maybe because the competition of uh, other sellers selling it or the price was too low and, and I didn't want to go lower. Um, I'm not sure what the reason why uh, I didn't make the sale. But anyways, I wasn't making sales. You know, the point, that's the whole point. Um, I go back in maybe a month or two. I say, Hey, you know, um, this product isn't selling. Let me, let me just try change, change my photos. Okay. So I changed my photos. Um, I, I added a real photo of the product because before I had a white background, I added a real photo. I took a photo of like the pictures, uh, excuse me. I took a photo of like the back, the back of the backpack. And, um, you know, the front and just took a few images so people, so people could really see it. Right. But I still had maybe two or three, uh, images on the listing that were still white background, but I, I, I at least had a main photo, a, a, a real picture being my main photo and not the white background. Okay. So I priced it at, I think maybe $50, you know? I, I was like, okay, I'm just going to price it high and just see what happens. Well, the thing is, nothing happened. Okay, nothing happened. The only thing that happened that I didn't realize until after the fact was, you know, during the time that it was on Poshmark, you know, you would get people who would, you know, heart the product. You know, they'll like it, right? They'll heart it. When I say heart and like, it means the same thing. They'll, they'll, they'll like my product. They'll heart it. And um, so for a couple of months... While I wasn't getting any sales on Poshmark, you know, my hearts kind of build up a little bit. You know, I had maybe like 30, 30 hearts. Um, and maybe a little bit of conversation in the comments. Because on Poshmark, you, you have like a comment section. Like I said, it's like, it's like a social media platform. There's a comment section. You can look at the comments. You know, anybody can look at the comments. And, you know, somebody asked a question like, oh, is this, what material is this? And, you know, stuff that I already answered in the description. But, you know, just a little bit of conversation in the comments. Maybe about 20, 30 likes. All right. So I had it, I had it for about 50 bucks. Okay. So um, I think maybe in, I don't know, maybe October or so or September. I think early September. Um, uh Let's see. I think I got. I think I got the product up. I, I had the pro, I had the product on Poshmark for about two or three months, so I must have gotten the product maybe about June. Okay, because this is like September is when 
I made my final edit. I made my final edit. I said, well, I added real photos. You know, my description, I, I, I perfected, well, I made my description better. And I still wasn't getting sales. So the last thing that I know to do is lower the price. So I lowered the price from, thir- uh, from $50 to $38. Okay. So once I did that, my product went viral. It went viral. I sold out. Uh, I had nine bags. Uh, I had 10 originally. I had sold one maybe on... Um, Maybe on Amazon. Um, but I sold the rest of the nine on Poshmark in one weekend. And my, uh, my, um, you, you, you can look at, like, you can click on your, uh, like, see how many likes you got. You can see, like, not how many likes you got, but you can see what was liked. If you go to, like, a likes tab, and it'll show you, like, this product was liked 20 minutes ago, and this product was liked. A day ago so you can go through what your what was liked you know and then once I lowered my price from 50 to 38 my likes started going through the roof like through the roof you know like I said I have maybe about 30 or so and they they jumped to about two three hundred you know um, in, in like a three-day period and then I sold out all the bags in, in two days and I said whoa this I don't even, I was like, what just happened? Okay. So I, I paid, um, let's see, I paid, I paid, the product was, uh, I paid $21 for the product and I had, you know, I had 10 of them originally and I sold it for 38. I think I was making, um, maybe like six bucks, you know, after taxes and fees. Uh, I think I was making like six bucks per, per bag. Um, and, um, I was like, I was like, wow, this, this is, this is pretty good. So this, that was probably what, like maybe a 30, 33, between 33 and 35% um, uh, return on investment. Right. So, so, so what I'm saying is um, uh, you can make edits to your listings and you can get some type of feedback almost, almost immediately. That's what I like about one of the things I like about Poshmark. I haven't had many products that have, I haven't had any product that has done what that product did. And, um, but I'm not saying that's what, that's what's going to happen to you. I'm just saying that once I make edits, I can get almost an immediate feedback. Almost, you know, if I'm, if I'm sharing it and doing all the different things, if no one's liking it, that's feedback. If people start liking it, that's feedback. Or if people asking me questions about it, that's feedback. So now, now that I actually think about it, um, I have my uh, my profit and loss um, from December on my uh, on on my cloud. So I'm, I can I can just uh, pull that up and uh, we can we can talk about that real quick before we uh, before we end this episode. So um, to give people an idea. Of some of the things I'm talking about um, on Poshmark, let's just get into some uh, let's get into some numbers. Uh, so let me let me see let me get that pulled up. All right. So um, all right. So so Poshmark 
ah, man, I wish, um, I wish I had my files. Um, if I do sound a little different right now, it's because I had to uh, position myself a little different to look at my screen. I'm, I'm recording on my phone. So um, that's the reason why I sound maybe a little different. So I'm looking at my screen. I'm looking at my profit and loss sheet uh, for sales on Poshmark. Um, so, so all the sales that I have, I, I, I was able to record are starting uh, November 29th. Everything else before that is on my corrupted file that I, that I, that I can't get open uh, my, my, uh, my file that I can't get open. Um, so, hey, if anybody knows how to do it, you know, hit me up. I already tried the, knows how to uncorrupt a file or, or, you know, fix a damaged file. Hit me up. I already tried the easy ways, you know, um, but it, it's too damaged to, to just, you know, do like the easy troubleshooting on exhale. So anyways, okay. So, from November 29th up until my last sale in December on Poshmark was December 31st. All right. So the whole month of December and then like a day or two, a couple of days of November, November. So um, I sold 84 items. All right. Most, um, most of most of my sales are from the uh, from the one brand that I'm working with right now, and there were quite a bit of sales, uh, like holiday holiday sales, like holiday items. I mean, um, like I sold some elves. I sold I've sold some um, what else? Like some um, like some like snowman shelf sitters. Um, what else did I sell? I sold a planner. Um, yeah, so those are, those are maybe like a few, maybe like five or six sales were outside outside of the brand, um, outside of the niche that I'm hyper focused in right now. Um, so eighty four sales, all right. Um, for a total sales. Total sales on that on that month was three thousand four hundred nine dollars, and I might have said this already, but this is for December, December two thousand nineteen. All right, so three thousand four hundred nine dollars in sales. Um, my cost of goods sold were sixteen hundred ninety four. My what is this? I paid. Total in taxes, I paid $192 in taxes. Um, and like, uh, sometimes I have like expenses outside, outside of the uh, product. Like if it's a box or something, a special box that I use for whatever reason, you know, I'll cost it out and that came up to be $8.00. Of um, I call it other expenses, so it could be anything. Wherever I buy some bubble wrap or something like that, or I buy something, some packaging packaging material, I'll put it, I'll cost it out and put it in 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 a in, in a particular co column. So I spend eight dollars in other expenses. Um, total fees that I've paid to 
Okay, hold on. Alright, so... OneDrive is locking me out. Come on, OneDrive. I got an episode to complete. Alright, so let me just open it back up. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Um, total fees that I've paid to uh, Makari. Um, and forgive me for the, the pauses in between. It's just I have to keep scrolling up and down. I'm usually doing, uh, looking at this stuff on my laptop. Uh, total fees were selling fee. $681 and some change. And what is this? Uh, net profit. Okay, so net profit was $832.34. And um, my net profit as a percent of cost of goods sold on average is 51%. So 51%. Um, that's, I mean, for me, for, you know, I'm sure there, there's plenty of people who are doing way higher than that on a percent basis, you know, making two, three, four, five times. That happens a lot when you're, you know, when you're selling random things like garage selling and, um, you know, uh, Goodwill bins and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, you can get obviously higher uh, margins doing those things, but that that isn't my, um, that's not my thing. You know, I don't garage sell. I like the idea of it, but my skill set is not there. My skill set is um, is looking for evergreen items that I can sell over and over and over and over again. I don't. I don't want to constantly be um looking for new stuff um i want to be able to find things that have some level of consistency and that's what i do and usually when that happens you know margins go down you go from you know you go from the you know 100 200 300 500 uh 600 percent um uh Return on return on investment, and it usually comes down a little bit. That's kind of the give and take, right? You find something evergreen, you're usually gonna make lower um, as a percent ROI than the you know the retail arbitrage type of stuff or the garage selling type of stuff. But I'm okay with that. I'm 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 cool with that. You know, I'm I'm good. You know, um, I don't you know. Like all these items here, I never left my house, you know, so it's a give and take. And I never left my house to sell like these items, all these items I, I you know, I found online. And not only that, even easier, most of them are from one, um, 98% of it of my sales are from one brand. So I'm not looking for a thousand different things uh, at one time, you know, so um, for me, it's easier to do what I do. Um, but anyways, so let's get back into it. So let, let me just quick highlight. So I did, I sold 84 items, total sales, 3,400, uh, cost of goods, 1,600, almost 1,700 and net profit, $832. You know, um, that, that is, um, 
I, I like those numbers. I like those numbers because um, they can only get better. It can only get better. And, and that's my goal. My goal is to um, make $100 a day net profit on, uh, on Poshmark. That's my goal. My goal on Poshmark is to make $100 a day on Poshmark by itself. And it's, it's mind-blowing to me because I, I never thought I'll be, I'll be able to sell as many items as I do on a platform. It, it doesn't, it, if you think of Amazon, it's not a lot, right? And that's the beauty of it. You know, it's not a lot. 84 items, like I sold like 5,000 items on Amazon in the past year, you know, in the last 12 months. So, I mean, this is, this is nothing if you talk about a per item basis. But if I sold a thousand of something, <laughs> uh, if I sold 5,000 items outside of Amazon at these margins at 51% uh, uh, net margin, um, that would be far better. I'll be far more profitable than selling 5,000 items on Amazon, you know. Um, so I just wanted to go over those numbers real quick to give people a visual. Um, what else do I put on here? So my, my average sales price, so if you, if you, if you, you know, do the math, um, I haven't done it yet, but if you do it, uh, my average sales price, if you divide 3,409, divide that by 84, um, let me see. So 3,400 divided by 84. Let's see. That'll give me my average sales price. 3409 divided by 84 is $40. So $40.58. So my average sales price is $40. Now, um, one thing that, that I thought about... Uh, not too long ago was, you know, you, you may have heard that the higher your price points, the better, the better off you're going to be as a seller. And they say that for a number of reasons, because first of all, the higher price points are going to require a higher amount of initial investment. All right. So my initial investment I probably spend like my cost of goods sold, my average cost of goods sold is probably about half that, maybe like uh, um, 20 bucks. I, I, th I believe so. Usually about 20 bucks because <clears throat> I usually sell my stuff for twice my on Poshmark. Rather, my sales price is usually two times more than my cost. Um, Sometimes more than that, but on average, it's, it's I, I don't usually sell less than that. I don't usually sell an item for less than two times its cost. So my average purchase price for each item is twenty bucks. Now, to a to to a certain level, like um, that's going to be you know that's going to be harder to do than if I spent a dollar or $5 per item and sold it for $10 per item. There's more people able to do that than, able, than are able to spend $20 to sell for $40. So 
So they, the, the part of the reason why they say the higher your price point is better is uh, because there's less competition. This is all theoretical, by the way. And, um, and because there's less competition, you know, you're, you're, you're going to see, you know, you're, you're going to see a faster churn rate on your, on your sales. Uh, you probably make more money um, and all this kind of stuff. Now, the reason why I say that is <clears throat> even though you've probably heard that, I've heard it, too. But I didn't, I, I didn't purposely do this. I didn't purposely, you know, uh, I didn't purposely have a higher price point. Like, when I first heard that, I was like, okay, well, how the hell am I going to, I don't even know how I'm going to do that. How, how am I going to find a higher price point product? And not only that, where, uh, how am I going to get the money for it? Like, it, it just never crossed my mind. I, I always, like, kind of, like, put it to the wayside. Like, okay, whatever. If, you know, uh, if, if, if it happens, it happens. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing now and doing it the best that I can do right now. Now, now um, so, so the purpose of me saying that is, you know, I, I wouldn't go out and search for higher price point price point product. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I would do whatever you're doing now, do more of it. And as you progress, you'll probably find your, yourself in a situation where you're, you're making money and higher price points. Like, like let your journey be your journey, you know, let your, let like follow your own compass. In other words, you know, that's what I tell a lot of people. It's like, follow your own compass. You know, your, your compass is telling you to go that way. You hear all kinds of stuff all over, you know, social media and podcasts. You hear all kinds of stuff. But it's good to listen. But you, you, you got to just take the next step. Whatever your next step is, though. Not just the next step. You got to take your next step. And then, you know, and then as you start, and you're, you're going to end up in wherever you're going to end up, <laughs> you know. Um, is, 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 that's how I look at it. I didn't, I didn't purposely try to find higher price point, but, um, it, it's, it's working, you know? Um, and, um, just keep your eyes open, right? Keep your eyes open, keep your mind open for new possibilities and, um, you know, and, and test and test, 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 whatever you think you need to test, go ahead and test it. Um, and then you will find yourself in maybe a, even a higher price point than where I'm at right now, or you may find just yourself in a low price point as well, but you're making it work and it's, it's working well for you. You still don't have a lot of competition. You still have all the benefits of uh, having a high, high price product or a higher price product. Um, so that's the first reason why I'm talking about the average sales price and higher, higher um, averages, higher price averages. The the second reason why I'm talking about it is um, is don't think for one second that you can't sell higher end products on these secondhand markets, right? So Poshmark is is seen as a secondhand market. It's seen that way. It's it's not really that way. It 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 has a feature. That's probably like what most of the transactions are on Poshmark are like kind of secondhand uh, uh items being purchased. But don't think for one second you can't sell something for 40, 50, 60, 80, 100, 500, 200 dollars on Poshmark or on any other platform. Um those of 
those of those of you who sell shoes, you already understand this. I mean, you, you probably sell shoes. Um, you know, if you're if you're doing like you know the um, if you're selling shoes, you already understand this. But if you're not selling shoes or not aware that you know how shoes work, um, don't think for one second you can't sell a higher price product. Don't think that you because it's a secondhand market that you have to. Uh, you have to sell something very, 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 very discounted. You know, I get my full price. I get my price, you know, and, um, um, and, and, and that's it. You know, if they don't want to pay the price that I have, they won't buy it. You know, uh, someone else will, you know, and, and, and I wasn't always that way. I was always kind of like, uh, and you know, I got an offer, you know, what do I, you know, all right, I'm gonna sell it. But I'm getting to a point where it's like, okay, I, I, I know the value that I bring to the table. And I'm understanding better why these offers are being sent to the, in the first place. That goes back to consumer behavior. So um, I, I understand those two things. You know, I understand the value that I bring and, you know, in consumer behavior a little bit. Um, now, because these are secondhand, and here's just a little, you know, a little game a little bit. There's some game for you. So because these are secondhand um, markets, you know, that I'm talking about, uh, specifically Poshmark we're talking about right now, you know, people are trained, people who've been on the platform, they're trained to send offers. They're trained to send offers. Um, and this, this is very obvious, but sometimes for the seller, it's not very obvious, you know, but here's why it's very obvious. Now that I think about it, um, and, and, and it's okay if you didn't come to this conclusion before, I mean, it's fine. You know, I mean, we all learn at different points of different points of time. It's fine, but they're, they're trained, they're trained to send offers. They want Poshmark, all these different platforms. They push and push, push people to send offers. All right. There's an offer button. A lot of times, right next to the purchase button, so the the buyer sees that offer button, and you know they're inclined to to press it and send the offer. All right, um, and not only that, on top of that, they're getting um, they're getting marketing material from Poshmark, maybe through email, and maybe on the platform itself to send offers, send offers, send offers. Because why? Because Poshmark wants sales. And if you are a buyer and you're getting something, you know, if you send, if you're getting your offers accepted, you're going to get hooked and stay on the platform, which is more money for Poshmark and so on. The cycle, the cycle, the cycle. Right. But you got to understand buyers are buyers. You know, they have money. They, they, they have money. You know, um, I, I, I'll give you I'll give you an example. All right. So. um I on every product I have a I have a floor price, a price that I'm not going under, and on each product I know what that price is. You know, there's there's a little a, a thing thing that I do in Poshmark that tells me what my lowest is. So when I get an offer, I go look at it. I'm like, okay, that's lower than my that's lower than my lowest, so I'm I'm going to decline it. Um. So uh, what was this? Maybe yesterday or two days ago, I had a buyer who asked some questions first on Poshmark about my products. And um, sure, I, I answered them. This person was interested in maybe like three different products. 
Um, and one of them was sold out, but, you know, they wanted to know if I had more. And obviously, I told them no. But they, you know, they, I, I have a product that I priced on the higher side. I priced it on the higher side because I had it for a long time. Now, that may be counterintuitive for, for some people because you would think like, oh, you know, you have the product for a long time. You might you should lower the price to get rid of it. <clears throat> um, sometimes no. Um, and the reason that's so is because um, I already lost. I'm I'm already. I'm already in for my cost of goods sold. And if it's been like a month or two and the product's not really moving, if I discount it. I'm losing even more money, you know, um, because of, you know, I, I think of the, the future value a little bit, a little bit. So if I, if I discount it, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm losing a little, uh, to me, I'm losing money if I discount it because I had it for a long time. And I don't do this all the time. It's, it's not an every time thing, but I'll price it high because someone might buy it. And then if somebody buys it for that high price that I priced it, then that weight was worth it. You see what I'm saying? Like that weight's worth it if I get a nice chunk of profit later down the line. But if I sell it for a very, very discounted price just because I had it for a long time, it's it it seems like a loss. You know, in terms of like if I made two, three dollars, I'm like, ah, yeah, you know, I'm not it doesn't it doesn't excite me. But you know, sometimes it happens where I price it and then I get a, a offer. I price it high. I get a I get an offer for higher than what I priced it originally, or I get an offer that's the price that I priced it originally, and then I'm happy. Um, but anyways, so this person was asking about that. You know, I priced at fifty five dollars, and um, um, and then they offered. Um, I think they offered. Uh, no, I think I, I, no, I priced at fifty dollars. I think originally I priced it at forty five. Um, but then I had it, had it for a long time and then I priced it at 50. Um, she came in or, or I, I believe it's a woman. She came in and, uh, asked about it and, um, and then sent me an offer, sent me an offer for 45. So at that point I had to make a decision, right? So I'm like, okay, this product I had for a long time. Um, I think originally I, I priced it at $45 around there or 44. And I'm like, uh, I don't want to sell it for 45. I honestly don't. You know, um, I want to sell it. I'll, I'll, I'll sell it for 48. Okay. I counted at 48. They accepted. Now, they probably would have bought at 50. But then I was like, I don't, you know, I don't really want to lose this person. I mean, I got somebody here, you know, who wants to buy. And um, I had this product for a very, very long time, maybe like, you know, a, a, a month more than what I thought I would have it. It's still above my original price, the $45. So I'm going to offer 48. You know. And if they didn't take the 48, I would just keep pushing. And then somebody probably would have bought it for 50 at another point. Um so so they accept it. So I'm 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 um my pricing strategy is uh is a lot more uh, is a, is a lot more firm um these days, now that I learned some of the things I learned, and I know we're not talking about Macari right now, but uh, today I had a Macari sale where it's like, you know, um, and, and I'm only mentioning it because we're talking about pricing right now. I had a sale, priced the item at forty-four dollars. They offered me, um, I think, thirty-five, 
Now, my lowest price was 40 Now, no, I'm sorry. My, uh, they offered me $38. I priced at 44 They offered me 38 And I countered at 40 And... Um, no, let me back up. Sorry. They offered 35. I offered 40. I countered at 40 and then they countered my counter at 38. And on, uh, the great thing about Macari is the, the one, the one thing I like about Macari, you know, which I'll talk about next, next podcast is, um, uh, you can, you can message like the messaging in the offers are on the same screen. So I can, I sent a message. I said, Hey, you know, 40 is my lowest, you know, on this bag. Now here's the thing here. Here's what's powerful is once they, once they counter, like, for example, they offer the, the 30, uh, the 38 before the 38, I offered 40. They countered my 40 with their 38. Once they counter me, they can no longer accept my 40. Like the, the, the counter, the 38 cancels out my offer. So they can't, they can no longer take it. So I said, Hey, you know, 40 is my lowest with, for this, for this item. And, um, you know, five hours later they said, yeah, I understand. Can you, can you take 40 still? I said, sure. And I sent them an, I sent them a counter to their 38. I counted the 38 with 40 again, and then they accept it. Now, because you, you got to understand, like, you know, even though it was $2 less, it was $2 less. Now, the old me would be like, all right, let me take that. It's $2 less, whatever. But I'm losing money. I'm losing money every time I do that when these people are willing to spend more. But because they're trained to send offers, you got to price, you got to price, a, you know, a little higher sometimes. Now, this only works if you if you have something unique some something that no one else has, something that no one else that that no one else is selling. You know, you got to make sure you have those other value parameters in place. Um, because if 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 you have a, a, a Funko Elsa uh, Elsa Frozen Funko, then someone else has the same Elsa Frozen Funko. They all they have to do is you know go with that one if it's cheaper. You know, but if you have something that they can't find online anywhere. Um, then you, that's your value. You have to know your value. You know, I mean, I knew I, they can't find my stuff anywhere else online. I know, I know that, you know, and for that reason, I'm not, I'm not going to accept whatever you guys send me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to price competitively. And then, you know, if you want to offer, I'll, I'll counter with my, my lowest, you know, or, you know, something like that. But, um, but anyways, um, I kind of went on a little longer, <laughs> Yeah, what I plan to, but I I wanted to make sure I, I got those uh, uh I want to make sure I got those 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 concepts out, um while while I'm podcasting. So let me see anything else about Poshmark. You know, as time goes on, you're going to um, hear more obviously because I'm this is this is going to be a thing for me. Poshmark is a thing for me, and I'm going to keep making it a thing. Um, but I'm gonna end it right here. Come back. Uh, to you next week and talk about Macari. Um, so, so, so yeah, let's go ahead and make that happen. Um, in the meantime, stay on your grind and keep your mind on success.